candidate in possibly a century who not only represents the American dream in his own life, but has almost single-handedly caused people around the world to begin to believe in it again. Right? And I want to say a little bit about that, because there was an awful lot of rather silly hype related to Obama's uh, European trip this summer. Uh, a lot of things that were taken at face value that actually were meant ironically or even sarcastically. People are enthusiastic about him. They haven't gone nuts. And it's really interesting how this story gets played over and over in the American media. The word Obamania, of course, means madness, right? Um, I saw a CNN uh, video a uh, few weeks ago that says, Obamania hits Thailand. So I look, and it's an interview of people in a uh, political science class at the main uh, uh, Bangkok University, these very earnest, serious mm. students standing up and saying, and you know, medium to, to good English, you know, well, this is why they think Obama should be president, and this is why it has changed their way of looking at America. This is not mania. There's nothing manic about it. They were perfectly reasonable, okay? But now I'm not even talking about the Thais or uh, the Europeans. One of the things that moved me most were the voices of two friends of mine whose lives were threatened uh, and who were in exile, in the one case from Chile, uh, the, because of the uh, US-supported coup in Chile, and the other because of the US-supported apartheid regime in South Africa. So these are not people who are inclined to be particularly warm-hearted towards America. And all of a sudden, they were melting. They, you, you, you ask them about Obama, or they begin to talk about Obama, and they started to melt. And my Chilean friend, who was exiled for 19 years, couldn't go back home for 19 years and fled for his life, said to me, do you know what it's like? He said, all of us all over the world, we're all 10% American. He said, whether it's because of Dylan or Hollywood or the blues, all of us are 10% American, right? And we're finally able to you know, love that 10% of us, okay? So this is what not simply Obama, but the excitement and energy that he has caused. I went to a meeting last week in Berlin um, where the, the title of the meeting held in a bank with various heads of, two different heads of political parties was Barack Obama, should we be jealous? <laughs> okay. Um, so this is what's being produced around the world where the thought of somebody who thinks uh, foreign policy is about what you can see on a clear day from her backyard, and who is apparently so incompetent that her handlers won't let her talk in public for fear of what she might say. The thought that this election, after eight years of Bush and Cheney, is even close would put me in a rage if I were a black woman. 
it would put me in a rage because this candidacy is a gift not just to the American people, it's a gift to the world, it's revived a hope, the last best hope of humankind, it is the last best hope of humankind, and of course it would be in a large part a matter of racism if the man loses. Okay? So I can begin by saying hats off, later on we're going to talk about uh, religion, I wonder how much Christian love is involved in keeping that rage controlled. Mm. I'm angry, mm. but I don't have time for it. And we talked a little bit, uh, you know, in the couple minutes we had just before this uh, meeting. We're preaching to the choir here. I mean, if there are Palin supporters in the crowd, you know, I mean, I'm happy to, I, I spoke to the Women's National Republican Club a couple of months ago, and I will talk to anybody, okay? <laughs> no, and I'll talk to anybody because it matters that.